Hey listeners, uh, before we get to today's podcast, I just want to thank our sponsors who make this podcast possible. First off, we have Tiny and Sons Glass. Does your vehicle have cameras or driver's assist? If so, when your windshield is replaced, it will need to be recalibrated. What is recalibration? When your vehicle's windshield is replaced, the safety systems need to then be tested to ensure that they work with your new windshield. Some vehicles require static recalibration, and others require a dynamic recalibration. Not sure who to trust to take care of this recalibration for you? Well, just call Tiny & Sons Glass in Pembroke, Mass. They're experts in auto glass and registered company of the Auto Glass Safety Council. Plus, they make it easy. They will call your insurance company for you. Get your windshield replaced by their highly trained auto glass technicians. And get your vehicle recalibrated so you can be back on the road. Tiny and Sons Glass, keeping you and your family safe. And our second sponsor today is Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. And here at Art, we're making more content. We have some video content we're doing a lot of audio stuff live streaming which all means i'm sitting in front of the computer pretty much any time i'm awake i am in front of the computer eyes glued to the screen our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result baxter blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold this is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off the next purchase of blue light sleep or kids' glasses. Click on the link in our show notes for an exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. So thanks again for our sponsors for sponsoring the show, and now let's jump right into the podcast. Did you hear that? Did you get like a automated voice? Oh yeah, dude. I've got my uh um, That's is that new? Cuz I've never I don't know if it's new. I've got my Zoom set up to do it because like with all the online shows, sometimes people would click record. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't like their thing. I need to know if they're recording my shit. So like sure. I would just so it just lets me know and I have the option of like exiting the room until the recording stops. Oh, okay. Uh, I've literally never heard that until recently, and it just kind of freaked the <laughs> shit out of me the first time it happened. So. But uh, welcome back, Inebriites. Uh, this is Andy, the Inebriite Podcast, as always. And um, if you aren't aware, clearly you haven't been following us on Facebook, we've been running a uh, virtual comedy show since like sometime last summer. I think we're like up to nine or ten months of doing it. Nice. Um, hosted by uh, the moderately mammal aj Haypenny, and uh, we've had a ton of people on there lots of really funny people and when i can i try to get them on the podcast and today we're joined by winston hodges welcome to the show man with me oh, i just yeah. wiped out shit over here sorry knocking stuff over um 
so yeah we had you on the, you've been on the show i think twice now yeah i've done it twice yeah, yeah. and uh the first time you fucking killed me like Thanks, it, man. you stood out the, the thing that jumps out to me and i've shown it to a few of my teacher friends was the whole uh teachers in two weeks notice oh yeah thanks dude <laughs> that the, fucking was killed um so love that so that when i heard that i'm like oh, i gotta get him on the show it'd be a lot of fun um but as i'm learning is comedians get weird gigs like aj's always talking about corporate shit and yep. you came on you're talking about you're you're making environmental shit funny like yeah basically just making helping this like new startup nonprofit. like the way it was pitched to me is they're like was it a youtube channel no it's weird it's like a whole company but their whole like they're in the fundraising portion but the whole thing that they're trying to be is being a sustainable amazon so like that's what they're trying to do so like a like a carbon footprint neutral website to get stuff is i think what the what the plan is but they have they're trying to do videos and they're just like yeah we just think all this com conservation and all this stuff about the earth is just so boring and no one wants to watch it so they're medians uh climate change scientists to like kind of talk through stuff and i was like great they're like do you want to research stuff i'm like absolutely not i want to know (laughs) (laughs) i want to know nothing and then i just got to play stupid and got to learn stuff and then you know would make fun of the climate change stuff a little bit but not so much that it was defeating the purpose of (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it was interesting it was fun but it was definitely just like i when it when we were getting started to do it i was like i can't believe i they literally just sent me an email i like i cannot believe that i agreed to do it like i was like this is i was like this is gonna suck and it was a lot of fun but i was like this is fucking it it doesn't jump out as like oh comedic gold yeah no not at all it is film my it was one of those things where i agreed to and i was like i need something to do and then it took like two months for him to get back to me and then when they finally got back to me i was like shit i forgot that i agreed (laughs) (laughs) do this so is is like are you an environmentalist in general or was it just like i mean like in theory i am but also just like don't want to do any of the things that they say we need to do so it's like i get that it's good to do these things like i'm pretty far left on the political spectrum but also like i'm a human being that likes fast food and convenience like yeah (laughs) yeah you know so there's times where i'm just like yeah i don't really care if this is good for the environment um but i'm trying to be better about it trying to be a better better person and this was my way of giving back I I can get other people to do the right thing so that I don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) So it's self-serving. I like it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very self-serving. If I get 10 people to do it, then I can stay the same. And I've still made a positive impact. You should recycle so I can throw this can on the ground. Yes, dude, exactly. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. Yes, I'm going to do all this stuff so that I can still be lazy. (laughs) You should not wear fur. I'm going to go kill a baby seal. Yes. That's the the trade. Yeah. (laughs) That's the trade. I think it's a pretty good trade. You know, if we had more people that were that self-serving, we'd be in a better situation. I know, right? Because it's like if there was just enough people to really work hard to change other people to be better, then we could <laughs> get away with more. Like I'm doing right. so much good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how long have you been doing the whole stand-up comedy thing? I mean, it, and I, I hate talking about it because I feel like I've been talking about it for two years now, but like, covid 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 it's like all we talk yeah. about like did it derail shit like yes. you, yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it derailed yeah. 
so much momentum. I've been doing it about six years, and I was like, fine, where I was getting ready to move and uh, from Richmond, Virginia into DC. And it was like, I'm working all these clubs and I'm like, be like, all right, I'll be close enough to New York. I'll like have all these cool things coming up, like some comedy. Like I had all this stuff that was like, I'm going to hit some goals. That'll be really cool. Some, some, you know, some marks that I want to, you know, hit uh, some milestones. And then COVID hit and it was just like everything closed. That was it. I had to switch to doing virtual stuff, try to pivot to figure out how to make some money. And then uh, it was like, all right, well, I'll make connections and stuff over this year and then just try to hit the ground running when stuff opens. It was that the dude that was getting up every night of the week, going out of town, getting paid every week, uh, even if it's not like a ton or for every show. But I was like, I was working and to go from working to like, nothing is like man this sucks it's like fuck I, I had just hit five years and then and then COVID hit so i was getting ready to hit my five-year comedy anniversary and then COVID hit and it was like all right well who knows how long this will be it might be at my 10-year mark before i'm able to get back to where i was but stuff's coming back and, and i've learned some good skills over the last year that i would I, that i wouldn't have learned if i hadn't you know had a year to like make myself learn new shit yeah and i feel like a lot of people jump to the virtual show just to kind of stay in practice i mean i would have quit if i if virtual shows hadn't happened i absolutely would not still be doing stand-up really yeah dude dude a year of not doing it at all i would have been so happy and i would have like just found another hobby i think <laughs> i would have just been you know been like oh i don't really need this if That's i can great. convince 10 people to do comedy then i don't have to anymore and i don't have to do it i got 10 people to hit open uh, 10 people to do a bringer and i didn't perform on it that's what i, I was like, 10 people <laughs> That's so funny because, like, I I just I kind of assumed that like the the virtual show was kind of just the best case or the best that people could do. I didn't think re- people like liked it in any way, shape, or form. I felt like it was kind of like a, well, a drag. I just know me personally, and if I had take if I take a year off of doing something and I don't, and there's not some way to stay in practice, I'm not going to go back to it. Like yeah. I would have been too scared to like if I had taken. 12 months off the stand up and hadn't written anything new and it's like all right i'm back and now i have to do a bunch of old shit i would have i would just been like okay this just isn't for me yeah. like it's like I, I i mean like i'll you know stick with teaching i'll find a new hobby or like or I, or at least stand up wouldn't have been like i'm trying to make it my full-time job and i think right. that scenario oh online shows nothing to keep me busy i would have just turned into one of those dudes where it's like oh i'll come out once a week and see my friends and not really care about getting paid or or doing or doing stuff like that like i just would have my brain wouldn't have been able to handle that long of a break did did you find that your writing changed during covid like oh yeah the the way i write changed because i used to like never write off of stage like i would just have an idea and then i'm the i'm just the type of comic that's like well I know why this is kind of funny. So let me get on stage and I'll just use my open mic time to like figure out how to make it funny for people. Yeah. And with COVID, you can't really do that on Zoom. It's really right on Zoom with all the other delays and stuff you have to deal with. So I just started like having an idea and being like, all right, well, let's try to write off the stage. So it's 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 been nice because now that we're back, I can like write on stage again, but I'm also writing stuff off of stage. So it's it's definitely given me an extra you know, tool in my utility belt for, for like preparing for comedy shows. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like I've seen uh, some people on our show who 
you know, kind of have that, you know, the stand-up comments that kind of have like that awkward way of delivering. And that, and that's part of what is funny is their awkward nature. And if they have like any lag or interruption, it just doesn't deliver at all. We had one one guy on, it was, it was so bad. (laughs) And it wasn't his fault. It was like the, the lag where it became like, it went from comedic awkward to just flat out awkward. This is yeah. Just flat out. This is bad. Yeah, like that's not how all the effort they put into finding out how to be awkward the right way, just destroyed. Yeah, through the internet, I, I felt so bad. We had him back on again, and it was much better. He uh, got a better Wi-Fi connection or some shit. Awesome. But, <laughs> um, so you said things are opening back up or starting to open back up, but yeah. here in Massachusetts, uh, we decided that COVID's over Friday, so that's it. We're we're wow. back to normal. Yeah, we're definitely got some of that. It's weird because like in um, D.C. and Virginia, it's like stuff's pretty much opening up the same way. Like it's like, okay, you can have your masks or blah, blah, or not wear them. It's up to you if you're vaccinated. You don't need to show proof of that. Like there's all this stuff. And um, it, but it's still like there's still certain businesses that are like you have to wear your mask and stuff. So you go one place and it's looks exactly like it was two years ago and then you go to another place and they're like sorry you can't sit on these benches while you wait um we've only got half of our tables open and it's like vaccinate in your off it's like what are we who are we kidding what's going on like, yeah I'm, we- I'm curious to see how that rolls here because uh i went up to i stayed up in new hampshire for a weekend and you know new hampshire has that you know live free or die kind of yeah. mentality and I was really surprised because they're like, so we had a, the first place we stopped, we like pulled someone aside. And we're like, Hey, what, what, you know, what's going on? Do we need to wear masks? And they're like, Oh, the state dropped all the mandates Damn. and left it up to the businesses. And we only went into one business that didn't require you to wear a mask. Yeah. And that's so, kind of the same here. It's yeah. definitely up to the businesses. And I would say certain parts of Virginia, the businesses are like, fine. Then there's a guess left for whatever reason still are taking it pretty pretty seriously even for people that are vaccinated so i'm vaccinated so i'm just like i don't care like i feel fine like i'm uh, i'm like i'm gonna go and do whatever i want to do um but i wish that they made you show like i'm i'm like one of the people where it's like yeah absolutely let's do vaccination ids yeah i get it for sure let's let's shame people into getting a vaccine like i totally get it it's like why not (laughs) i'm right there with you where people like i shouldn't have to show papers that's like nazi germany i'm like or safety yeah, we're like fucking. I don't know, dude. We used to have smoking and non-smoking sections. Do vaccinated and non-vaccinated sections at restaurants? Sure. Yeah. You want to like not have your mask on around vaccinated? You can a fucking corner away from me with a separate ventilation system, <laughs> or just a big plastic bubble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't. I don't get the mentality of people where because. So Massachusetts is a very liberal state. Yeah. I live in Plymouth, which is a little red dot on that blue state. Oh man. And people just get so like angry about their freedoms. And it's just like, well, your freedom shouldn't make you angry. Yeah. And, and what about the, everyone else, man? Like it's, it's so insanely self-centered. I can't, I don't understand it. Just, the worst people in this country are what make America, America. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you can, you cannot like this country. I, I'm one of the people I was, I fucking, I love it here, dude. I love stand up in this country. Yeah. I love uh, all my freedoms and shit. 
Um, and I'm sure there are other places that are more free than America, but we are like recklessly free. Like our freedom is reckless and the things that we think are important are not <laughs> that important. But that's what gives America its personality. Yeah. And like, yeah, the personality kind of sucks sometimes, but it's also just like, I don't know, man, I would rather be this than a bore that no one about. Like, <laughs> it's like, I always options. think of our country as, you know, we're like 250 years old ish, give or take. Um, and compared to other countries, that's like nothing. So I, yeah. I feel like we're the teenager country. Oh yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just out of control. We're getting drunk on the weekends, yeah. taking chances, don't care. And somehow like every other country still has to tolerate our bullshit. And yeah. Cuz we make everything good. We make all the good <laughs> media. Like it's, it's like true. we yeah. we create like all right, British TV. That's cool. Great. That's fine. We make literally everything else. And a good British it's like every good movie <laughs> I, I was literally i so i was over there in england um i think it's 2001 and i was excited i'm like i love monty python and i love you know yeah. british humor and i got there and i put the tv on and i'm like ugh. and you don't really think about it like we just get their best the good shit yeah we, we just get their good shit dude it's just like if we if the only thing america sent out was like the sopranos and breaking bad and yep. the wire they would be like man american it's like nah dude we send all of our shit out here's wipeout enjoy wipeout <laughs> hey hey i like wipeout dude i like wipe, <laughs> i like wipeout too uh it's not the soprano <laughs> <laughs> well that's fair <laughs> i also thoroughly enjoy a good wipeout i yeah. do like that show but it's just so funny man i just uh because i that's a great point it's just like we just get the best of whatever and then we're in america and we're just like yeah we make shit tv and people eat it out uh eat it up and fucking love it dude yeah people it, love it and it's it's so funny like now with netflix and hulu and all the shit i never put on regular tv yeah and when I do, they're like, oh, you know, the Friday night's most top rated TV show. And I'm like, I've never heard of this thing. Yeah, who's why? It's like, it's crazy where it's just like, there's whole sections of the country that are like watching regular television still. And there's I've just never seen this before. And it's like, well, there's 20 million people watching NCIS every week. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's there's 20 to 21 million people every week that are tuned in to watch Mark Harmon deal with the naval naval crimes and, and they say shit that like that to me and i'm like that's still on i just yeah. have no idea oh yeah dude it's all tv my mom watches that's <laughs> all so, it is dude with the kind of boom of all these you know avenues you know youtube and netflix and hulu and whatever other weird janky app service that like pops up for like five minutes yeah um is there like from the comedic standpoint, is there like a push to try and get in, involved when you see like these new ones? What was the one that like I mean, was it Reno nine one one like popped up on again? Uh, yeah, Quibi. Quibi for like uh that was around for like five months and then they went they went under almost immediately. Yeah. And it was like a they five gave, minute show people, run or something. Yeah, it was weird. Dude, they gave people three months of that for free. You got it free for three months, and when the three months in ended their their retention rate dropped 90 percent. holy shit yeah and so nine out of every 10 people that did the free three-month trial did, did not stick around for an extra month and that is unsustainable business model oh sure yeah <laughs> um but is, is do you feel like kind of a push to be like oh you know i'm trying to like do a netflix special or you know get on hulu or 
I will. So like I'm someone that's like, yeah, Netflix is still the one because the Netflix is like the type of credit where like you can be in the middle of nowhere and just like they used to put the like where the Tonight Show meant a lot, where you could put it on a poster and you could be in the middle of nowhere and no one knows who you are. They're just like, oh, if he's on Tonight Show, we should probably buy tickets to that. Yeah. I think Netflix is like the new one where it's like if you see Netflix on somebody's poster, but you don't recognize him, you're probably at least like, OK, well, if he's funny enough to be on Netflix, yeah, we should probably like just. Bullity show the comedy fans. I think Netflix is the is the big one, but I'll it's, take, like, it's like the new HBO comedy hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'll take anything. I don't really care. Like, I just would like a TV credit or like a type of credit that I can put to get myself into more clubs and, and stuff like that, because it, it does like it's all about how many tickets you can sell. And without real television credits and stuff, it's really hard to like sell tickets unless you're like a humongous YouTube star or yeah. a TikTok star where you have millions of subscribers. And it's just like, yeah, if you have millions of people subscribing you can probably sell out a few comedy clubs but for the average average comic um that's can like really and i'll take any of them i don't care oxygen network lifetime (laughs) (laughs) i'll put my special on fucking the discovery channel dude i do not care uh at all but i feel like that's your niche now with like your uh uh sustainable comedy there yeah dude sustainable <laughs> comedy yeah don't check into how i live my actual life at all <laughs> please oh my gosh i'm trying to be better but yeah do not look into how i whew. i i find that uh even like the most diehard um environmentalist excuses their own bullshit yeah so I, I uh, my roommate is like a crazy hardcore environmentalist. Will, yeah. will like bitch at me for using the driver dryer. Will complain that I buy laundry detergent in a plastic bottle instead of some sort of weird dryer sheets yeah. that she buys. But then every morning she like opens up all the windows and lets fresh air into the house, including like the coldest day. Yeah. Oh, of like, the wind. Right. And, I'm, and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you. Is, how is that environmentally friendly? And she's like, what? It's letting the fresh air in. And like, how's that not? It, it's just such a weird. It is weird. They had me like, so I took like, uh, the only research I did is she sent me like a couple. Find out like at your conservation knowledge and stuff. And one of them was like, basically, it's just like, they're like all weird math problems. And so like, one's just like, so how long do you think you could run an LED light bulb for? before it would equal the amount of energy that is consumed by doing a load of laundry. And I was like, okay, maybe 15 hours. And it's like, no, if you leave a light bulb on for (laughs) 300 hours, you could light your house for 300 hours and not, and barely touch what it is to run a dryer once. And I'm just like, okay, well, fucking, I'm not going to hang my clothes to dry. So I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) In like having the light bulb on for 300 hours is not going to dry your clothes. Exactly. It's like, all right, I'll just wrap this light bulb. Like, I'll wrap my T-shirt around this I'll wet T-shirt <laughs> around this light bulb, and see if we can get an even dry. And it, it's just, it's stuff like that where she's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's like, but she gave me some good pointers that she's like, for the average person, because that's what I made sure to ask. I was like, because I know, like, anytime I watch any of those things, I just will get overwhelmed. Where I'm like, this is too much. I can't do this. So why even try? Yeah. I was like, what can we do? And it's just literally like, she's like, how often do you eat meat? And I'm like, I eat meat every single day yeah (laughs) and she's like all right well if you eat meat seven times a week they're like you can make a humongous difference from cutting down like let you eat five times 
She's just like, cut it to three times a week. They're like, you don't have no clue how much of a difference, like adding a little bit more vegetables. And the other thing is she was like, don't buy more food than you need. Because, dude, this this one is crazy that I learned today. 20% of food that we produce uh, ends up turning into waste that doesn't get used. One out of five food that is produced in this country just goes in the fucking trash. It's and that insane. Is, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's an insane number. Um, There's uh, shit then, in my fridge that is not fit for any kind of consumption yeah, right now. Not gonna get, nothing that's stuff that's not going to get touched. Uh, it's just going to exist there. But, yeah, when she told me that, I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'll try to eat less and try. Because beef's apparently like the really bad meat to do. Like, yeah. When you compare it, like the energy consumption to like the other meats, beef is through the roof. It is like insane when I, because I, another one of the quizzes was like, what meat do you like? And I click beef and like, and how often do you eat it? And I click that. And then they're just like, well, your beef consumption is averaging and it listed all the damage that I am personally doing to the world. And I was like, I fucking cannot i can't handle this this is making me so sad <laughs> it's like i thought i was a shitty person beforehand dude yeah it's unreal <laughs> so i'm gonna proud i'm gonna try to cut beef out one i'm not gonna go to mcdonald's twice i cut once McDonald's yeah. once a week and be like all right that's a couple burgers uh dude I, I did the math in my head about how many burgers i eat in like a month and it's like this is not sustainable for my body like I can't be doing like how many burger patties go in here, dude? Because I'll go to McDonald's, <laughs> get two McDoubles, and I'm like, all right, well, that's four burger patties in a meal, and that's too much. Like that's <laughs> that's too much. It's so funny. Like I, I, so I've been living in Plymouth here like a decade now, and the restaurants here are amazing and turn me into a bit of a food snob. And I started cutting out like all the chain. Like yeah. I'm very like shop local kind of person. That's dope. And covid for some reason like triggered this i need mcdonald's i need yeah, mcdonald's dude. i was eating mcdonald's like three times a week it's so fucking good it's not it's a no it's terrible it's disgusting it's delicious, <laughs> it's it, delicious. Is, it is horrible it's like so eating good, it dude. i'm like i hate myself oh, man. but there was something about like being in the pandemic specifically that i don't know whether it was like this childhood yeah it's comfort it's yeah, comfort thing yeah, yeah it yeah. is absolutely comforting to get a mcdonald's cheeseburger and a fry it's just very just like yeah these fries are great oh my god this burger tastes exactly the way i remember it tasting when i was five years old yeah. it's the exact same food they have been consistent this decades but i don't think it is you get hooked as a kid i think if i i think that like i would not like mcdonald's if i hadn't eaten it as a child like where my mouth hadn't been trained to be like, these are okay flavors. This yeah. is what this is supposed to taste like. Cause it, cause it's like, I like McDonald's and I, but I also like a fresh burger, like where it's like hand ground at the place. And it's just like, they do not taste the same at all. They don't even taste like the same food. Like yeah, you they could, don't, they you, don't taste you, like the same type of food yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah. Like you, you could hand someone like a fresh ground burger and be like, this is beef. And then hand someone a McDonald's burger and go, what is this? And I go, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Horse? I don't know. Horse meat. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's so weird. So now I'm trying to like, and it, it's, it, it is kind of has that drug appeal where it's like you go yeah. three times a week and then you're like, all right, I need to cut back. Maybe I'll only go twice a week. Yep. You almost it have is... to like wean yourself off. What well, does hits that reward center in your brain of just like, this feels good. This makes me feel good. And mm -hmm. then afterwards, you're like, what am I doing? Like, I feel so gross. <laughs> <laughs>
it like hugs your stomach and then kicks the shit out of your colon. Yeah, it does, dude. It's a very abusive relationship. I <laughs> very much so. Um, so what do you have going on now? Are you are you doing clubs and you're talking about things? Opening yeah, up I'm, like, are you out? I'm working clubs that I can get in. And, and I think like the next thing I'm going to do is I'm pretty booked through June and then i'm booked through the fourth of july pretty much nice. pretty pretty consistently and it's like it's enough to like where i'm making ends meet i'm not gonna go bankrupt you know what i mean like it's like all right i'm paying my bills this fucking rules uh i think i'm gonna probably spend the entire month of june i'm gonna try to i think contact a bunch of breweries up and down the east coast and yep. just see if like hey like can you give me this as my budget and then what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try to headline a bunch of breweries and comics to host and feature and like pay them money to come out and host and feature and try to make connections that way and do club spots uh when i can because it's like this weekend i'm at the dc improv and then next weekend um i'm at good nights comedy club in raleigh north carolina and i'm like recording an album there for um helium comedy records they like asked me to record an album so like oh, nice. i've got cool stuff going on but it's like the type of cool shit where it's like, well, I hope this cool shit gets me more cool shit. Cause if not, I'm, I'm going to run out of uh, work in about July. So. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like when you are that motivated and, and, you know, like I've always found like hard work breeds more hard work, you know? Yeah. Um, and we, we've actually just ran our first uh, in real life, non-essential comedy show. And it was at nice. a brewery. Yeah. How was it? Was, it? Uh, it was great. Um, we had, so we were still under COVID restrictions, so we had to sell uh, like tables of tickets. Yeah, which which is... I'm not opposed to. I kind of like the idea of like guaranteeing, hey, this we're like you have to buy this many seats. Like we're gonna get this amount of money. Yeah, um, and like uh, and so I kind of like that uh, aspect I, of it during I'm the not pandemic. A, I'm not opposed to it. My thing is the sticker shock. It, so yeah. like we one of our dominant things we did pre-covid was we would do uh beer mug painting so for like 15 yeah. bucks we'd give you a mug and everything you need to decorate your own beer mug and we would sell like 40 50 tickets yeah and so then covid hit we had to do per table yeah and we weren't able to sell them we didn't change yeah. the price it, it just yeah it is it is a bit of a stocking yeah. a, a shocking thing when it goes from 15 to like fucking 60 because you got right. buy four of them um so i do i i, I do i do do i that's because i had every last week and they were doing like a meal two beers and a comedy show yeah. so each ticket is 55 dollars, which isn't that's, bad which isn't bad for a meal two yeah. beers and a comedy show what is bad is one of their tables was like a, a six or eight top and you had to click. Dude, it was like four hundred dollars. And I was like, that is a, an absurd amount of money to put on a credit card for what the fuck I'm going to do on stage. That right. is in, insane. And, and they almost sold out. It was really fun, but it was just really funny to see like one table left. Three hundred and eighty. And it's the thing is, if you just were like, hey, it's ten bucks to get in the show and there's food and there's beer, yes. you'd probably sp spend the same amount, but it, it exactly. just triggers your brain in a different way. Yeah. 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 The seeing it all as one thing is, is so much, but I'm up with COVID restrictions rolling back. 
I'm hoping that if you want to buy one seat, you can. Mm-hmm. But just the idea, like I, I, I hope it's the type of thing where it's like we have single seats, two tops, yeah. and then whole tables. Because it's just the idea of like, all right, cool. Even if it's a party of three, they've now spent $60 for this one table. Right. So it's like we're going to get it. Because if not, because I think even with COVID, when the restrictions are lifted, people are not going to want to sit with people that they don't. Oh, this- for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least for a little so while. Just, yeah, at least for for a minute. But well, I'm glad the show went well, man. That was awesome. How yeah, we had um, so we had uh we sold 40 tickets. Awesome. We had um one, two, so AJ hosted, uh Brianna was there, of course. Then we had three others and one drop in, and we had one heckler band from the brewery for life. So I'd awesome. say that's a success. What a, what a win. <laughs> What a win, dude. A heckler band from the brewery for life. That yeah. is awesome. And it, it just like became like such a weird thing. So we learned some stuff, as you always do. Like, don't put the bathroom behind where the comics are performing. Hilarious. Um, so this, <laughs> this one guy, uh, the opening comic, made a joke about um, how if he wanted cocaine, he'd talk to the guy in the untucked dress shirt who then proceeded to go to the bathroom at least half a dozen times during the show. Oh yeah. And uh, I said something to my friend at the brewery. I'm like, Jesus, he was drunk. She's like, we served him two beers. Oh man. So then we're all like, Oh my God, the cocaine wasn't a joke. He's just doing, he's just doing blow in the bathroom. Yeah. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. Everyone had a good time and uh, yeah, we're looking to do another one. So dude, hell yeah, man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I need to just feel like, be like all right like if i take the month of july and august to go do a bunch of breweries and just like you know wednesday thursday you know just like actually do it be like because that's a beautiful thing about a one-nighter you can do a comedy show on a tuesday night and mm-hmm. sell okay yeah. like it's you can, <laughs> which is just kind of nuts to think about and usually breweries too you can do a show at like 6 30 or 7 and then like people are there's usually people already at the brewery and i've also noticed like when we've done comedy shows at breweries if there's people there already drinking and then you're like hey we're doing a comedy show it's 15 dollars to stay or like 10 dollars to stay at a brewery where they're already spending more money for craft beer and stuff just to sit around and yeah. not have to leave and go drink somewhere else so we'll see how that goes i just want to keep working my goal is to just like not have a bunch of off days and just be working 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 doing longer sets and just trying to be on the road as much as possible, but also like staying in DC and working the local clubs whenever I can too. So that, that sounds very much like my mentality of like, if I have an hour not scheduled, I'll be like, well, what can I squeeze into that hour? Yeah, what can I do? <laughs> like uh, I need to do, figure do it out. Do you struggle with like a work? I, I mean, I know why I do it because I'm a crazy person, but do you struggle with like that work life balance or? Yeah, it's I struggle with it. I struggled with it more when I had a day job. Yeah. Um, because it would be like I would work eight to four mm-hmm. and then I lived just far enough out of town in Richmond, Virginia. So I lived like forty five minutes to an hour outside of where I worked. So I would wake up at six thirty, shower, be at work by eight, and then from eight to four I'm teaching, and then that's too far to go home and hang out before coming back to doing a show. Right. So it's just from four till usually eight. I'm just kind of sitting around and in town writing or hanging to hang out. And then I would do the mics and then I wouldn't get home until 1 a.m. 
So it's like most of my nights were like just comedy. Um, but now that I don't have the day job, it's like, all right, I can wake up and kind of relax. And if I want to go for a walk, I can go for a walk, listen to music, uh, hang out with my roommates. Um, if it's if I'm on a whim and I'm just like, you know what? I think I want to just go out of town for a day and try to do a show somewhere out of town, even if it's just a mic. Like my work life balance during COVID and especially now with stuff coming back has just been just been way better because I used to be awful about it, man, because I just would work myself to death. Yeah, I was I was the same way. I lost my um, full time job because of COVID. And um, yeah, I would like get up and I'd go to work and then I would leave, run by somewhere, go run an event and, you know, stroll in at 12 o'clock at night and get up and do it again the next day. Every day and every day would just go by so fast. And I would be like, man, these weeks are gone. And like I was such a workaholic for comedy that it would just be like if I took a night off to hang out with my girlfriend or took a night off to hang out with my uh, work friends or a girl that I wanted to go on a date, like picking a date. Like if the date wasn't, hey, come with me to this comedy show. Yeah, I would just be on the date being like, fuck, am I right now? People are getting better. I'm not getting better right now. Um, and I had to like kind of just fucking breed that out of myself because I was just like, I was just ruining every interaction that wasn't comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of I, I totally relate to that because I'm, you know, kind of in the early stages of a dating type thing. So it's like you nice. kind of want to spend as much time with that person. Yeah. But then like when you do, you're like, fuck. Yeah. I was supposed to do such and such. Or I was supposed to yeah, do this. You know? Trying to make sacrifices. It's like uh, my, with my girlfriend, it's just like she's about uh, she's already about like an hour. Like she lives like two hours from me right now. Like already moved to go to grad school. And it's just the type of thing where it's just like, while well, you got the time now, hang out and just yeah. have that work life balance. And just just realizing like just because you're doing stuff with other people doesn't mean your work's going to dry up. It doesn't mean you're going to magically become not funny because you took one night off to like go out to eat. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my fear, man. I want to be as good as I can possibly be. And I just feel like the only time I get better is when I'm um, doing, doing a bunch of shows. And and I feel like some of it, because I'm definitely the kind of person who just works constantly. If someone stops to talk to me, I'm like going to promote the podcast or promote something. Yep. But uh, I mean, from a, a stand-up comedy standpoint, I would think that if you didn't take the time to go out and and do something or take a day trip, that you're you're gonna lose those bits of life that you get to mine the jokes from. Yeah, and that's what I keep telling myself. It's just like you. At least when I used to have the day job, it was like, all right, well, I'm you know I'm getting stuff from work. I'm getting my like you know those are the bits of life that I'm getting. But now where it's just existing it's like all right well i'll watch a little tv i'll go out to eat i'll go do something kind of fun and just try to you know figure it out from there do you kind of look for like unusual things to do to kind of be like oh this is kind of you know fucking weird let me go do this because it might have a a comedy angle or do you just kind of go about no i just like fucking go for it just like we'll be like we'll fucking do whatever man i just want to have fun yeah. Now I'm like, let's just have fun. It seems interesting. And it's like, and I, it's more about like getting quality time with like people that I care about. So like friends, girlfriend, family, and just being like, you know what? I'm going to, I I don't want to regret not doing these things. There will always be more shows. Yeah. Are you over the COVID jokes? 
it's weird is it's like i don't mind them when they're not the same ones over and over again yeah um i'm um but like i mean this is a bigger deal than 9 11 so it's like we're gonna hear about this for a while no this is like a worldwide event uh it's more like do you have a unique take on it because it's like dude from doing the online stuff i would just hear hundreds of comics doing the same covid jokes in just varying forms of goodness just over and over and over again. It was brutal. And, and that's kind of the, one of those things where you hear about, you know, so-and-so stole so-and-so's joke. It's like, how much of it is actual theft and how much is it just, which is hacky. It's just like, it, it's, yeah. it's more like, it's, it's less like, Oh, we're stealing stuff. It's, it's like, yeah, no one's stealing stuff, but it's like, it's just, it's common sense. Yeah. Like, it's just what it is. Hold on. Let me respond to this one email real quick. Sure, sure. Sorry. All right, cool. Sorry. It's uh, no worries. my buddy is. Um, so I was, I was supposed to headline at this restaurant like uh in the middle of nowhere and it, and it paid okay and i was supposed to do that like this friday mm-hmm. but then i got booked at the dc improv and it's the type of thing where it's like they just opened back up i can't afford to not take that gig so i have a buddy who's filling in for me but he's at he's choosing today at this moment to ask all of the questions that he answered, <laughs> where it's literally like i've explained all of this to him and he's very funny but i uh how long am I doing? Does it have to be clean? Blah, blah, blah. He said, you did 35 minutes when you did it right. And I'm like, well, I did 35, but they want you to do an hour because you're getting paid more money. It doesn't have to be clean. This is when you have to be there. All these things. And he goes, so it does have to be clean. I'm like, I just fucking told you it doesn't have to be clean. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's so funny. Uh, Inebriar kind of spawned out of this weird situation where I am by far not the best artist. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> but I'm the most organized. Okay. And I'm used to dealing with, you know, those weird artist, creative type people. And I've worked retail my life, my whole life. So I'm used to working with normal people. And so I've become yep. like this liaison between the two where you're like, I know how to translate normal speak Dude. to artist speak. Same here, man. Between stand up and teaching, I know like what people are trying to say. And I'm not even like upset at him. I get it. I'm someone that's like, I want to know exactly what I have to do so that I don't fuck it up yeah. for you. But it's just the type of thing where it's like, I feel like I've already told him all this. <laughs> like, I, like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if him asking me questions is gaslighting me into thinking I haven't given him the information. I'm just like, right. I guess if he's asking all this, I haven't fucking told him uh, all these things. But he's going to do great. He's a, he's a great comic. Um, he, 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 he's one of the ones that, like, it just didn't, it didn't click with him. Like, he didn't, he couldn't find a way to make it fun. Yeah, is what I think because there's a lot of times where it's like, yeah, the shows are pretty terrible on Zoom. Like y'all's was pretty good, surprisingly. Like for most of the ones I do, thank you. There are the open mics, yeah, pretty, and some of the booked ones just fucking bad and not fun. So you have to find ways to make them fun. And I would tell him like, hey, this is what I do to make it fun, and he was just like, nah. (laughs) So like, what 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 were some of the things that you would do? Um, I would make myself try new jokes. I would um, make sure that it's like, all right, like if you're on a show with a, and it's not fun, but it's a bunch of comics from different parts of the country, like pay attention to what you're doing. Um, 
and this is something that I do in real life. If I'm watching comics that I know while I'm listening to their sets, I'll try to write tags and stuff for them to try to help them. And yeah. not just, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be like, Hey, I got some tags for you. I would just be like, Hey, I like these things. Um, I had a couple notes. If you want notes, if not nice to meet you and just trying to be like, I mean, not being fake about it, but just being like, make sure to try to make an actual connection with some of these people, like to just talk to people, show an interest in what they do. And um, maybe it leads to more work or like it leads to like one day down the line, I get to work with these people. Yeah. But between that, trying to punch other people's stuff up to try to like continue to practice writing, making myself try. It's like there's just times where it's like it's just really funny how bad the shows are. Like it is. <laughs> Where it's like people that say they're comedians and then they run a virtual show and the way that it's run is just like, this is laughable. Like my mother, I could be like, mom, I need you to put it and run a show together on Zoom. And she can barely work a computer and she would do a much better job than what some of these fucking Zoom shows are. Yeah. It's un unreal. And there was a definite learning curve. I, I, I think back to the early ones and it's just like, wasn't great. And... um yeah, I love AJ, but sometimes you get AJ and he's talking. He'll he'll talk shop and talk about people, and you'd be like, "No, this isn't funny." It's funny to the comedians in the room. Yeah, it's like everyone else has no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, yep, exactly. Mine's more like when you do a show and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have any audience in the Zoom room. It's just the comics, but we're streaming to Facebook." And I'm like, "Then why the fuck are we even doing this? Like, what right. is the the point? There's no audience in here. I'm getting no feedback. I just have to deliver my joke. I'm also a comic that." Like, I don't do it a ton on Zoom because of this reason, but it's like I'm a comic that does a lot of crowd work. And it's like, and you're telling me there's no crowd for me to even riff like a line off of. And it's just I have to these comics are just going to hear me telling the same jokes. And then I have to watch them and pretend like I give a fuck about the same jokes that they're. Yeah, now, come on. There's no reason why you can't have both, and I think that's yes. what we, we we did well with yes. is Dude, both is know, the best. The, the The Facebook stream is always up there and then we put it up on youtube so you know it can always kind of find its own yeah. home there i did one in a facebook it was like a stream in a group so this guy ran this humongous group about like where people could stream playing music and the whole part was like it was like a virtual bar so okay. you could go and drink and it's you know you can drink at home and like watch these things and come and converse in the chat like he was really trying to be like hey this is a bar blah 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 and he booked my buddy to run a con and yeah so cool of course not knowing as like i was oh my god he goes the group has like 1500 members and i'm like okay that's cool some of them will show up in the zoom right nope nobody in the zoom <laughs> private zoom just the comic stream to facebook and i had to do like 20 minutes and yeah. i went last so i'm watching the facebook stream in the facebook group and it is people in the stream just shitting on every comic just like this is terrible <laughs> what the fuck is this shit and i had watched this and i was like well i'm not going out like a bitch like that's yeah. not so i spent my entire 20 minutes just talking shit about everybody in the group and just being <laughs> like, fuck you. Uh, and it was like minutes of that and then five minutes of jokes at the end and then i went back and checked the facebook stream and they liked that i was giving them shit and i was like oh these are just like regular drunk assholes at a bar <laughs> Like they were right. Nothing, it was just like a bar. It was just like a bar show. You just had yeah. to be mean to people, but I just couldn't see them. It's uh, that's so brutal. funny. Did did you have did you have any weird like um? So there was one show we were doing, and you know, my job is to kind of like control the room. And it, the hardest thing is tracking who's like where the background noise is coming from. Yeah, it's hard. Um, 
and not accidentally muting the comic in the middle of their bit, which I've done. <laughs> but uh, we've there was one time, so you're trying to like keep an eye on everyone's camera, and someone's like, "Is someone showering?" And it looked <laughs> like someone starting to shave their legs, and I'm like, "Okay, that person's good." But like, have you had any like weird shit like that? I've had like. I had like one zoom bomber where their whole point was to ruin the show. But like outside yeah. of that, where it's just people being weird is it's just like people eating in front of the camera and not like eating. Like if I was, you know, doing this, but like where the camera is down low and they're at the table and it's just like, they're this close to the camera and they're just shoveling. food. <laughs> in yeah. And just like with, with the mute on, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, if you're, I'm like, gee, I would want to see, that's distracting to every it's mostly people just doing distracting things like people yeah. i've seen people arguing with each other with the mute on and i'm just like i'm like felt like i was watching a divorce happen on zoom just this a couple yelling at each other but it's muted while i'm trying to tell my <laughs> jokes shit like that's pretty funny but it's uh it's just crazy man it's uh and then people forgetting to mute and then just like just hearing a conversation just an, an inane dumb ignorant conversation in the background it's just like and for some well, reason those people have the best internet connection yeah the, the best, best quality microphone yeah the high quality like the type of mic that's so high quality it's cutting over my like, stand up, like <laughs> yeah exactly those, those are always the worst unreal uh, so where can people go to find out where you will be playing and performing? And oh man, WinstonHodges.com has like my whole calendar. And um, if you like, you know, or interested in what I do, I, I I'm trying to stay pretty active on like TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, and all those are at Winston H Comedy. So Winston, the letter H, and then comedy. Um, but the WinstonHodges.com has like. I mean, I think my Instagram and Twitter are both linked to that. The only thing that's not is the TikTok and all my podcasts are on there, my comedy special, all my upcoming gigs. It's a pretty good hub to go check out and see what I'm doing. And if you like what I do, tell tell us about it. Nice. Yeah, TikTok makes me feel like the oldest, like makes me feel like yeah. a boomer because I just don't get it. Like, I, yeah, I don't. It, it, it did at first until like I started like when I first started, I was like, oh, this is all people dancing. This sucks. But the algorithm learns you pretty quick. And like the videos that I liked, it started to just kind of just give me that. So my TikTok is all just some of the cringiest shit. Uh, and it's great. It's just people like being morons and idiots and like just just fucking the dumbest people. And I love it. It's I'm so happy <laughs> with TikTok right now. It's the stupidest human beings that have ever lived. Just gross individuals. <laughs> I think I just need to commit time to it and figure out. Yeah, like you do. If you just like doing that to just kind of like go through and figure out like what you like and make sure you like the videos you like and if you don't like one fucking skip by it immediately and after like a week or two it kind of learns you and you'll start pretty much seeing the shit that you really want to see yeah <laughs> it's awesome well, i'm just trying to figure out like how how to promote like an ebr art through it and that's just like clipping stuff out and just posting multiple times a day man yeah that's literally what it is and then just like the catchiest clickbaity titles and clickbaity audio clips, it's just whatever. And it's uh, hopefully it just catches people's attentions. But that's the that's the move, man. Cool. All right, man. This was awesome. Thanks for taking the time to chit chat with us. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You're, well, you're welcome on the show anytime. And when you are traveling uh, up this way, let us know. Maybe we'll uh, see if we can. If we dude, have a show, that. we can get you on or I can get you in. I, I work with a ton of breweries. So maybe. I can yeah, dude, I would love people. that. That would be sweet, man. So cool, man. That's it. And for our listeners, we'll catch you guys again next week.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at inebriart or on Instagram at inebriart6. You can email us at inebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the Inebriart Podcast Network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.